Hey y'all, welcome to another edition of Queer State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's the final episode of the year. Now y'all, this is a very special episode. We have all the tea, shade, reads, and conversations that we had throughout the year and more coming up for you in the next couple of hours. We're going to recap all our greatest highlights from 2019. So be sure to stay tuned y'all. Yes. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Hey y'all, welcome to the final episode of Chris State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now we're going to get into our song of the week. It is the biggest song of the year, actually. It is Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus on Town Road, the remix. I know we've played the song a couple of times on the show, but we're going to play it for you all again. So here it is, Old Town Road, the remix, the biggest song of 2019 here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be right back in a moment. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Hat is mad at black, got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Nah, can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my blood. Cheated on my baby, you can go and ask her. My life is a movie, boy riding in boobies. Cowboy hat from Gucci. Ranger on my booty Can't nobody tell me Spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car Got no stress, I've been through all that I'm like a Marlboro man, so I kick on back Wish I could roll on back to that old town road I wanna ride till I can't
Hey girls, how you doing today? Uh, you know, really great. How are you? You know, this is my first um, posing in Dorinda cat my podcast because I was reminded it's posing Dorinda's podcast. <laughs> um, I was I, I was reminded that it was, mm. and I'm I'm excited to be here because I yes, it's the first podcast. You can turn my headphones down a little bit. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, yes, I'm I'm excited to be here for the end of the year. I'm glad to be invited. Yes, it's the final episode of the year. Mm -hmm. the final Saturday. As you all know, we're off on vacation, so we're going to be very, you know, transparent about the fact that this is a pre-recorded episode. Yes. We are recapping all of our, you know, highlights and favorite interviews of some of our guests of the year. So, we're going to get straight into it. So, girls, we had a yes. special guest on our uh, on Crusader Mai in the spring. Um, one of uh, Micah's friends came in and we did a wine tasting. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, Michael. Yes, yes. Michael's lovely. Yes. Love Michael. Forever lovely. And that was our first time doing something like that, you know, like having like a wine tasting, like you know, actually doing something that was, um, I, don't, I don't know if interactive is the right word, but kind of. It's interactive, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And we talk, I hope I, I hope that all you girls, you know, learn something. If you didn't, we're going to play it for you again so you can learn about yeah. it. No, I learned, I, I learned a lot. I learned you got to smell the wine first. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You start looking at the dick that has bumps on it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, I'm here now. Hi. Hi. Be there, be you also gotta smell that dick. I got invited. If they're yes. uncut, you gotta be careful. Mm. Smack my honey. Smack my. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're fucked up, by the way. Sorry. Alright, so we're gonna play that clip for you all of our highlights from our wine tasting episode back in the spring. This is Chris and Amai here already at Free Brooklyn. We'll be right back in a moment. <laughs> Wait, wait, oh, girl. What happened? What happened? What um, happened? Someone was doing a little slurpy slurpy. What? She, she just is so gross. I mean, you know, that's how she... Uh... Thank you. Mm -mm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I can't do it like you. You can't do it like... Because I can't do it without laughing. <laughs> and that's what he said. Right, right. <laughs> I think it's... I don't have that gap, so I can... <sighs> Listen, it's my Ooh. signature. It was not a read. Yeah, no, it's, it's a cute signature. It's like Madonna. No. No, that was a read. You, you, now you ruined it, bitch. It was a read. <laughs> it was a read, bitch. All right. Um, so we have, as you know, guys, we have a very, very special guest. My friend Michael is here. Um, and you brought a lot of rosé with you. Yeah, I brought, I brought like five bottles. I'm so and we're going to do a rosé tasting yes, right now. We're going to finish all five the bottles. We're going to try. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about, about you. I mean, obviously, you've been in the wine industry for a minute. Like, tell us, like, how did you end up in wine, like, and um, well, I ended up in wine, really just working, um, coming out of restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, I had a job down in meatpacking um, as a server, and we had a really great wine program and sommelier, and he got me really into it. Um, and then from there, I just decided that I wanted to kind of go that way with my career slash life. Nice. Um, so I picked up a couple of certifications at International Wine Center um, nice. in Manhattan, um, got a job at a wine bar running the wine program. Um, and now I am, I'm, I'm a, dis a distributor. So I work for a French wine and spirits importer and distributor. We sell to all bars, restaurants, and retailers here in New York. Oh, so Ooh, that's it. lovely, that's right? I, I love that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, I know, so, we, uh, Michael's poured a couple of tastings for us. Um, I guess, 
Yeah, you tell us what we're drinking first, and yes. yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so for starters, I mean, what I decided to bring yeah. was um, was just a bunch of rosé, only mm-hmm. because it's fresh. You know, it's it's uh, it's springtime, yes. so it's it's nice to kind of I get like into the mood. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, but you can actually drink rosé all year round. That's actually Amen. an important like thing to keep in mind. You don't have to wait for like hot weather. Or something oh, we'll time to I drink all, all year long. And we do not wait. You can judge me, well, bitch. I'm drinking rosé right now. We yeah. But it is a huge trend for spring, in, for spring, spring summer, yeah, of course. Right. beach, pool parties, rooftops, that sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. all the rage. And did you finish the whole thing already? Girl, we I'm haven't even away? had the, yeah. no, have the tasting, you dumb bitch. Oh, I thought it's this okay, was just, we had more. I thought no, there was just, no. I thought the first one girl, we could drink. Girl, you don't know what you're tasting. <laughs> she don't have no class, girl. See, that's why, mm, oh. that's why she, she's from Kansas City. That's what they do over yes. there yeah. with their barbecue and their baked beans. <laughs> Big beans are good, though. I know, right? They got the good drippings and shit. Continue. Sorry. Sorry. We're going tangents here. Sorry. Continue. Um, Yeah. So, since I work for a French importer, um, I decided just to bring all French rosés. Ooh. Ooh la la. C'est magnifique. Fancy. Yeah, I know, right? and uh, the classic uh, is from the south of France, a uh, place called Provence. You guys may have oh, heard yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Provence. Is that Rhode Island? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a different place. Yeah. Uh, I see what you did there, bitch. I see what you did there. <laughs> did there. Yeah. Yes, I know Provence. So Provence. I brought two Provence. So the first one that we're drinking is uh, Chateau de Porsu. That's what we're going to do. We're going to see, you know, now, well, Duran, pour her another, a little, uh, a little, more, a little bit right. more, girl, you know. Right, so I know that our there's... a non-classy sister. Here. Yes. Here you go, girl. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I know there's a way you do, like, how you're supposed to drink wine. How, how do we drink wine? Okay, well, so... Put your lips on the cup and swallow. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you drink it, yes. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to appreciate it, uh-huh. um, you just have to keep one thing in mind. About 95% of what you're tasting, the flavors is actually your sense of smell, not really? on your palate. So your your palate, your mouth, can really only pick up five kind of flavor profiles. Hmm. Saltiness, which doesn't usually apply to wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetness, acidity, um, bitterness, and <laughs> yep, yep, that's right. And umami, which is like this this oh, sense yeah. of like um, I don't know, just kind of. Um, oh, is he Nigerian? <laughs> <laughs> Japanese, right? <laughs> so, so when you're when you're when you scent something that like tastes like a strawberry, for instance, or a mm-hmm. cherry, mm-hmm. that's actually your sense of smell, not really? anything to do with your tongue oh, or your wow. mouth. So, so with that. Being with keeping that in mind, you should always smell your wine before you actually taste it. I naturally do that. Yeah, I just sniffed the wine before. Yeah, I always do. I've only seen her drink it, but okay. <laughs> well, well, I'm smelling like no, um, when, I, when I'm actually doing wine tastings, I actually oh, oh, you smell always smell it before. I, I got the last class, bitch. Oh. <laughs> She's very astute. Yeah. Well, I'm smelling um, some sort of is it like a blackberry, maybe? Um, I get a little bit more red fruit oh. on these wines, Oops. not like really black fruit. No, but I mean, if you smell blackberries, that's fine. I mean, um, when I was drinking like the first batch of it, I did get a good whiff of it, you know, and it, it you know. What did it smell like? Yeah. They smell like, like strawberries. Like a little raspberry maybe? Maybe raspberry, yeah. It smells uh, like fruit. Well, no, I, could, I could not make so, out yeah. the fruit, though. Okay. I still can't really make out the fruit. Yeah, so then you can categorize fruit yeah. generally. So yeah. like red fruits, which would be like yeah. strawberries, cherries, yeah. um, even 
you know, kind of a plums, blueberries, and then uh, black fruits, so like blackberries. Funny black enough, the cherries. overtones of it uh, smells a little bit more tropical for me. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, I'm picking up, um, I'm picking up a slightly ripe but not quite ripe mango. Mango, oh, yeah, top. that's very good. That's very good. Yeah, on yeah, top, yeah, yeah. because of yeah. all the mixtures to get. Oh, look at yeah. you. <laughs> All and right, then, someone has a nose, bitch. <laughs> All right, bell pepper. <laughs> oh, bitch. And then aside, aside from fruit, do you smell anything else? Like maybe flowers or something that maybe smells like the sea yeah, or I can rocks? See, I can see. Oh, I can smell. I, I feel like I can smell a little little ocean. I can smell like a, a mm-hmm. little Mediterranean. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Like it's like a little. Uh, uh, what do you smell, Duran? I can't really describe it right now. Chicken. <laughs> no, I do not smell chicken. Okay, that's that's happened for girls from landlocked states. Well, can I say, let's go ahead and see what you're doing. Bottoms up, girls. Oh, yeah, so just drink it, right? Cheers. Mmm, mm. that's really good. And then what you want to ask oh. yourself is, now after you've spent all that time smelling it, mm-hmm. does the flavor match what you're? What you're no, you it taste doesn't. It or is it something? Is it different? It's different for me. Okay. I'm getting a little dry, drier experience than what right, I smell. You, yeah, kind of. You, you can't really smell. Match. You can't smell acid, right, right? Right. But you can certainly taste it, <laughs> and that's what is double entendre, honey. Yes, <laughs> double entendre, honey. Yes, but all you crackheads out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. figuratively. Um, oh, that's delicious. And that what is this really one good. called? Yeah, what's the second one? So this is Chateau de Porsu. Um, so this is the producer. This is the estate. Um, okay. Chateau basically translates to estate or or house. Mm. Um, I'm gonna get that later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's a it's a classic Cote de Bromance. Nice. So. Delicious. That's lovely. Okay, so should we drink another one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she already finished it, girl. Oh, Ooh. she's spilling herself. No, I'm like cleaning up this mess over here. <laughs> she's she's cleaning up my girl, mess. Girl, that's one thing I will not do. Right. And you're not going to waste some tops of liquor. So everyone listening at home, like, I'm hoping you're going to go lesson on how to mic. drink so, wine. You can open um, it next to the microphone. Really, yeah, open open. It, yeah, open it next to the mic. ASMR, yeah. bitches. Yeah, so we're going to say, it's, oh, yeah, he's turning it right now. Can you hear it? Yeah, get, yeah. Up, get up right up in there. Uh-huh. Yes. Don't, make it, don't make it nasty. Just let the Ooh, Oh, yeah, pop it out. Hey, y'all, welcome back to Queer State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now, we're going to rehash some of our favorite guests who, who have come on the show this year. And we're going to start off with Jace. You know, Jace is an amazing um, singer and rapper and performer. You know, he's out here doing his thing, you know, young gay man, you know. And so we're going to recap one of our favorite interviews that we've done with him this year in 2019. You listen to Queer State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And we'll be right back in a moment. Tell us a little bit about um, the overall concept of your latest EP, The Um, Gay Agenda. The Gay Agenda is six songs um, written by me, um, co-produced by Christopher Ambrose and um, um, Carlos, not a table Carlos. Um, He actually did Blasphemy. Um, Yeah, there's... Three producers on this, including myself, because I I produced "Born Again" by myself. Born Again, opening track, opening yeah. track, yeah. I produced that whole song. I wrote it all by myself. Um, the concept of yes. the gay agenda is just acceptance. I, you know, like I always wanted to 
have a project called the gay agenda because I don't know what it is but since I've since I was younger I've I've heard it like oh he's pushing the gay agenda this person is pushing the gay agenda and I'm like well I want to be like Chase Vegas is pushing the gay agenda. Yes. And yeah, now I am. Now I'm here. Now we're here. So the gay agenda is not just sucking dick. That's not what the gay agenda is. I mean, it's not. Um, as <laughs> look at this. Somebody's calling me during my live because those aren't real friends. They would know I'm on Instagram live. Oh, how dare oh. they? I know, right? Blasphemy. <laughs> Take that. So yeah, uh, what what is your um, what is your favorite track on the on the new EP? My favorite track is either Peace Be With You or Blasphemy. I like Blasphemy so much because like the first 30 seconds was a freestyle mm -hmm. and then I just kept going with it. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. So like I like that it pushed my pen a little bit. And then I like Peace Be With You because I go very metaphorical with what I'm saying. It's a really good fuck you song without cursing at all. Okay. And, okay. So tell us a little bit more about um, that song because uh, we didn't get the opportunity to play the, the last two tracks. Um, so tell us a little bit oh. more about. Um, so the last two tracks were Peace Be With You and No Mercy. Um, overall, the gay agenda for me is just acceptance um, and not just accepting. And, and it's all of acceptance acceptance of life acceptance of people acceptance of experiences emotions because, are you sure girl because I, I sense a little bit of a few fuck you moments in there I was just like, mm -hmm. well that's the thing because sometimes you have to accept the fact that like in peace be with you it's um i know i'm not your cup of tea and i have to accept that and so do you so do you have to we are never going to play on the same team and that is perfectly fine mm -hmm. because the greats never have to be in the same room together however when they are together it works out beautifully um aretha and patty mm. well, she brushed patty off she's like don't touch me well, and then like <laughs> <laughs> greats can be in a room together they can be in a room together you have to know what you are i think just want to be in a room when it happens honey yeah yeah so uh uh, oh. you, you, did you write the entire EP by yourself? Cause you know, yes. like, some girls be trying nope. it. Yes. You know. Those are my lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, cause we talk about this all the time. Like Actually, Madonna and Beyonce putting their name first. So those songs are more so like the only song I didn't technically write, right was blasphemy, but that's cause I didn't have any hand in the production wise. Mm. And I mean that in, because like. All of these songs came out of my mouth before they went onto a computer mm. or like before we did anything. When I create my music, I like, I have lyrics, I sing them, and then we make a beat over whatever I had created. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's how much those songs are. The thing I love about your music is your production. Thank you. Christopher Ambrose. Girl, your it's production. Fucking amazing. And this is yes. no shade, girl. This is no shade. Your production is better than that. Um, that um, last track on uh, Homecoming, the Before I Let Go remake. Mm. I love Because that production is a mess. Oh, I, I was like, why is the band not blending in with the vocals? Your production, you have quality production that mm -hmm. a lot of these artists now. Always finds a way to make it about, make it about Beyonce. No, no, I'm no. Joking, I'm just I'm saying joking. that that production was especially bad on that song. It's like, yeah. I love Beyonce. Went to a karaoke track and sang on top of that. Right. It, they was like, where's the band? Where's the, the production wasn't good on that song. Right. What I'm saying, his production is fantastic. Right, right. And you have a lot of artists out here now who are actually giving you a piece of shitty production. Well, you hear that, Chris? 
You know, so you're, you got Chris, your production is fantastic. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Doing a, yes, you're baby. blending everything. She's been in the game you got a long time. Jimmy Jam and a Terry Lewis. Yes. yes. No, that's wonderful, child. Hey, yes. Chris, no, you got you a Quincy Jones, girl. Yes, Quincy. Yes. Yes. yes, Quincy. That's you know, like, right there. Yeah, I absolutely beyond, love you know? my producer. He did no. the first three songs. Uh, he did like Stay, Summer Nights, Meet Me on the Moon. You need to stick with him. And I just stuck and with him. And this is your third EP. This is my third EP. It, it, yeah. Third awesome. EP with him. No, no. This Which is my is first EP with him. Okay. And then, you know what? She's on 10%. Oh. Go charge her. Swipe up, motherfuckers. Come keep up with us. So, yeah. Yes, so, that's yes. the thing. You just yes. have to stick with him because that, I mean, that's quality. He, you, he, your work is always quality. He, they're giving you quality work. Yes, once you, you find I, like that, listen, that, that producer, I, you find mm, that producer. When it comes to my team, if it ain't broken, don't try to fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. I got the same producer since I started. Right. I have the same videographer since I started. Right. I have the same stylist since I started. That's all I need. The yes, only advice I'll give is make sure your vision and their vision is all moving the same place. Oh, yeah. Mish. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. They, are, oh, yeah. Like, they just have to be moving. They don't have that's to be the what, same so, thing. But that's what energy is about yeah. because, um, and I'm always like, I, in the song I say, people think it's fun to run with scissors. Um, and that's just like, they don't understand. Like, it's easy to get cut off once that vision is not seen in the same path, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And energy is written all about that. Energy is, energy is the acceptance of your team is not always going to be the same people. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because some people stop, some people continue, some people have different detours and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Jace, they can <laughs> find you on Spotify, Jace Vegas on Spotify, they Google Play. Every, every fucking where. Okay. All of those apps, all of those social What's media, Instagram, it's Twitter, all the Facebook. same thing. Jace Vegas, J-A-Y-S-E. Vegas, like what happens to me stays with me. Ooh, ooh, all right, nasty. Does it? Does it always? <laughs> ooh, bitch. Yeah, I mean, does, girl. Three months later, girl. When sometimes, no. Ooh. <laughs> get, get, get those shots. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> continue. Just continue. Continue. No, if it doesn't, there's this beautiful clinic down on 29. No, man. <laughs> Listen, I talk about sex, but I talk about safe sex, you know? Go the right way, and also sponsorship from that Chelsea Clinic. Right, <laughs> great. Pa- hey, Pat, to stay for put it out guys. into the universe. You know, prep condoms, lube, everything. Go ahead, say it. Go ahead, say but, it. But say no. Uh-oh. Hey, listen, as a as a former uh, advocacy director. No, I'm laughing because you know when two nasty bitches say two different things for the same thing, you, look at it, but, you know. Because one was like practice safe sex on the girl, or practice safer sex. I'm like, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's only what I'm about. Like, I'm like, who's who I'm like, okay. So who's the nasty little chicken bitch here, girl? You know, people are listening. All people are listening. Stay safe. Stay I totally missed that. I looked at you and I was like, what's the one thing you knew about me? I miss nothing. That's why I always look at you. I'm looking at you. I'm always be shady. I'll be like, I'll be looking at you because I was like, she knows. Baby, one was happening. You know, this is a, sorry, y'all. But the back in '97. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah, yes! Yes! Oh, oh, wait, 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 Michael. Every time she says that, we have to take a drink. Okay, let's do it right now. Mm. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Chris State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now, I know we just got back, but we're about, we're getting ready to go into our music break, our first music break. Um, so for this music break, I decided to pick 
our favorite songs of the year of 2019. Mm-hmm. And so each girl had a favorite song that they listened to throughout the year or at some point in the year or, you know, like a season of the year that is their number one song, it's their number one bop, and it's her favorite songs. So my song is by Oriana Grande and Magic. You know, Thank You Next, her album came out earlier this year. It was her, it was really the album that kind of like, she was cemented before that, but you know, like she's the pop queen now. You know, like she's the the top girl in that sense. So Ariana, you know, the fir- very first track off the album, Imagine, is one of my favorite songs of all time. Actually, it's definitely my favorite song of the year. So I picked that. Say do tell me. And I was actually a little shocked. It was just random. I, it was actually I was actually a little shocked by this by this pick because you know like you was um. I'm fair. You are fair. No, it's not. It's not that. It, it's it's the fact that you are fair. It, it's um, <coughs> early this year you were not for this girl. You was like, uh, I'm not sure. But wait, 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 let me finish. You wasn't for this girl, but once she came out with this, came out with this song, you realized she mother has arrived. I see who she is now, and that's Normani's no motivation. Now I'm like you. It's not that. Mm-hmm. I still feel the same way, kind of I do, but fairness to me is when something is good is good. It's not about me liking somebody or me not liking somebody. It's literally to me, it's just like, oh, common example. If Ashanti came out with the best vocal performance of all time, I believe that's the best no, vocal performance of all time. Is she wasn't sure about this girl in the sense of, let me, let me actually probably explain myself. Like, uh, you wasn't sure about this girl in the sense of if she's a star or not. I know, but you're equating that to the fact that this is my favorite song. It's not equated. They're not equated together. I can still think she's not going to be a big star, but that can be the best song of the year for me. Sure. That's what I mean. I, I'm sorry I misread that. I just thought through our previous conversations. You said that, oh, I realize now no, no. she actually is a star. No, she is a star. Right, she right, is a star. Right. But saying. she's not She's not a star in the means that I mean star. She's not a star. I mean, star, there's different versions of stars to me. Stars like Cher, Diana Ross, Beyonce, Di- you know, in that sense. Yeah. Like to me, she's still a star. But I cannot like the person, but they can have the favorite thing I've done in a year. I can separate that. Okay. And a lot of people sure. cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So just because I'll be like, oh, this is the best thing. I, oh, you weren't checking for her. I said, like, no, I'm still not checking for her, but this oh, is great. So what I guess I misinterpreted is the fact that I thought that you're now a fan. No, I'm not a fan. I'm a fan of the song. Okay. No, this is different. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. 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 You know. That was, that was my bad. I, I misinterpreted no. that. Uh, and but it's, uh, the person's so talented, by the way. Yes. It might have picked twice as fancy. Yes, it was yeah. from their uh, spring comeback, whatever, their EP. Yeah. It came out right for my birthday, and I listen to that song a lot, apparently, according to Spotify. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you actually really love the song? I do enjoy the song, though. Okay. I really, re- I think it's really cute. And the video is real cute, too. But you seem a little shocked that that was your number one song. Um, I mean, a little bit. Just a little bit, because I think there were other songs I thought I obsessed more over, but apparently Spotify is like, no, bitch, this is actually your number one song. And do you think you played that song throughout a particular season? Well, because, like, yeah, I, it was my, it was, like, my birthday song. Like, oh. it, it came out right before my birthday, and I basically played it all the time, like, basically from, like, late April to early June. Like, that was my jam. So it makes sense, but it's just, like, I think, you know, I don't think, you know, I didn't realize how much I was listening to it until after the fact, right? Because it was just like it was like so much in that moment. But like there were other songs, like oh, I played the song so much more. But yeah, that was my favorite song, like throughout. But it's like no, like that song was really prevalent, like a lot. Cause it's so a beat too. It was like, yeah. So yeah, but I, I really enjoy it. I think it's why I put them on their better songs that they've had. Got you, got you. Awesome. So we're gonna get into our our music break and our first hour of music break. This is Imagine by Ariana Grande, Normani's 
motivation and twice as you know one of K-box, K-pop's biggest groups, Fancy. We'll be right back in a moment. Listen to Chris State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Quick, quick, let's go. 
You're listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Queer State of Mind here on Reef. Radio Free Brooklyn, it's Duran again. We're going to now rehash one of our favorite interviews of the year, another one, from Richie B. of Deatry. Now, I am very proud of this interview because, you know, I led it and, you know, I really got to exercise, you know, my journalist skills during this interview. He was very appreciative of, you know, like some of the questions that I've asked. So here is Richie B., one of my favorite interviews of the year, very talented rocker, you know, queer, you know, young, beautiful, all that and all that jazz. You're listening to Chris State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we'll be right back in a moment. And now we're going to ask you, what's your tea? What you have going on? We're going to, you know. Oh, yeah. Let's talk yes. about it. And you can talk play, a little bit you about can, yourself. You, you can yeah. finally play us a song now that we're live. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping that I can do it now that I'm fucking tipsy. But no, I'm we'll great. judge you. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Oh, what's the tea with me this week? Um, or just what, what do you have going on in general? We actually want to know what you have going on. Yeah. Also, what's your social? Uh, no, 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 security. Yeah, I, got, I got this. I got yeah. this. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Shit. Excuse me, bitch. Teamwork. Teamwork. She knows how to host, girl. Listen. <laughs> well, she can't travel, but she can host. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to, like, I have this. Okay. I'm so fucking. Never mind. I'm can't. Go ahead. I can't see Duran's face still, so it's, like, traumatizing to me because I, like, Duran's asking me the question, but I can't see his eyeballs. Here, here we go because it's like, not working everything. anyway. Okay, there we go. Thank you so much. I'm going to pull up a picture uh, what's of her and put on here. with <laughs> me. Um, I have a, this week. No, like we'll just, just like I mean, in like, life. What, yeah, what you have going on? Like what's going on? Um, so Ditra is obviously like my first and foremost project that's been in my life for five years now. I've I've known. I had this moment where I was like, oh fuck, I've actually known Pete for five years, which is crazy to me. Yeah, to how many people that, are in like, your I've, van? There's there's four of us, but okay. Pete and I have been collaborating or like have known each other for five years. We've been collaborating for like three years. Okay. Um, but I'm at this point where I am wanting to kind of do different types of things. And so I started another project um, that is just with a vocal and a piano. Oh. Stripped. It's not glam rock, uh, but there is senses of glam with it. I can't this photo what is this <laughs> um she said she wants to see a picture of what she looked like talking to you <laughs> you're actually fucking up her. <laughs> shut up i'm sorry um but but no it's good it's good i'm like doing different projects and uh working on different sounds and kind of trying to challenge myself as a, a musician as an artist to step outside of the box of what i've been doing okay. so far um, the difficulty that I'm finding with it is I feel like we live in a day and age where like I can't just be an artist that can do everything. I feel like people need things to be clear and concise and what are you doing yeah. and what is the point. And so yeah. I'm at this point sure. of like I'm creating all of this be beautiful music that I'm really proud of and is different from Ditra in many ways. Mm. But I'm trying to figure out how to present it to the world. Gotcha. Gotcha. How would you describe the sound of this new project? Um, it's kind of like Adele meets Birdie meets Freddie Mercury. 
Okay. And so it's, if it, you had to place it into a genre or genres. That's his point, uh, though. Because he doesn't want to put it in a genre. I really don't understand. I, 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 I didn't grow up with like a large like versatility of like music uh when i write it's it's genuinely like from a place that i sometimes don't even understand yeah um and so i don't even know how to tell you what genre it is or it's not like, a genre like per se it's it's, it's 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 um it's a mood you're, just, you're, you're writing mood. you're just writing it's a it's a specific type of mood i would describe mm-hmm. this new sound as who i am behind closed doors it mm-hmm. is sadder in many ways. Um, Sounds like a name of a project. I put it this way: you're like a. This is big. Now you're not this person, but you are probably doing like what Linda Ronstadt did because she did not have any genres. Linda okay. Ronstadt did Pirates of Penzance. She did rock. She did pop. She did jazz. She did you know a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. She just did and wrote what she felt. Yeah. In that moment. Well, the thing and what allow herself to because if this if your emotion was lending itself to a reggae song. It's going to be a regular yeah. if the emotion lends itself to a ballad. Exactly. It's going to be that. a ballad. And that's so. like where I'm at. Like, also, it's like I'm getting to this point in my life. Like, turning 30 in July was like a big thing for me. Um, hey, kissers. Yeah. And, and um, for me personally, I got to this point where it was just like, I first and foremost am a songwriter more than a singer, even though. I know I can sing. I've always been known as a singer, but like I'm realizing for the first time in my life that like I am actually like first and foremost a songwriter. I enjoy telling stories. I enjoy fitting into uh, whatever the music allows me mm-hmm. to feel. And I don't necessarily feel like I should be confined or constricted by these things. However, we live in a society where people want things to be clear and... Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at mm-hmm. in regards to like I'm 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 doing different things outside of Ditra. However, I'm still trying to understand how to deliver that to the world right. in a way that they can understand it and appreciate it without being like confused. So for this for this new project, do you think it's going to be an EP, an album? We something conceptual. I definitely want um, a little EP moment. I definitely want like recordings. Yeah, I do. We're it's still very new, so yeah. Like uh, we're playing actually one of our. We've only played two shows at the Ace Hotel. Mm-hmm. I'm very lucky to actually get that gig, which is beautiful. One of the gigs was on my birthday, actually on my thirtieth, um, and. We have a gig on the 22nd, November 22nd at Venus and Furs. Um, so do you play oh. as like a band and then you play? You so know, we're still figuring it out, but it, it is just, together. it's just me and the piano. Oh, okay. You, oh, you wow. and the piano. okay. This yeah. is like the different project. The different outside project. Of okay. Detroit. I, yeah, just wanted, yeah. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't even have a band name yet. That's how new it is. Like we're uh, still, we're booking shows and we don't even have a band name yet, but it is, it is something that I'm really um, excited to present to people and it's a different side of me that I feel like I haven't shown. I've seen a little bit of that because remember you did a show at a coffee shop on the uh, Lower East Side maybe about a year ago. Yeah. With guitar. Yeah, but that's like 
Yeah. Yeah. And now when I saw that, you're really good with that. So I think just explore. I always say this to him. I say, I wish I had the um, songwriting talent that that, um, a lot of people have. Because songwriting is a talent. You know, Mm -hmm. there are people who can have ideas. And that people can write songs. And it's a different, totally. It's a whole different ty- thing. Different type of, of like writing. Yeah, a singer, it's, it's not. I I would say this like as a writer, like creative writing and journalistic writing, they can go hand in hand with one another. You can like cross over into the other. Um, but songwriting, it's like it's a musician. It's part of musicianship. So it's just. But like, songwriting you can't, is part of you can't necessarily as life. Yeah, yeah. It's a you life. can't necessarily do that if like I couldn't be like a songwriter. I can write a song because yeah. I have the skills to write a song from a technical standpoint. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not a songwriter. See, right, the thing right, is, right. I don't have technical abilities. Like, yeah, but that's the thing. It's the songwriting is innate. Yeah, but I can be like, I can be like, oh, I can never write a song. You can give me a lyric, I can write a song. No, it's we're talking about natural talent. It's your natural. It's talent. not going to be a good song, but it's your natural talent. And there yeah. are people who are there are people who are great songwriters that are not great like great singers like Bob Dylan. Right, it's a good song. Not yeah. a good singer. Carol King, the whole album Tapestry, has been re-recorded by everybody else, mm-hmm. and it's, the album itself is great. But when you hear it and you go, so you know, like you know, in that sense, what has been the response from um, um, Dietra about the new project? Um, from the rest it, of your your it is yeah. it is well actually and, Andy Andy who is our bass player came mm-hmm. to my first uh, show with the new project. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he really loved it. I mean, the thing is, like, Pete also, who's my co-writer in Dietra and all that, like, he he actually has had conversations. We've had conversations where he's like, maybe you should do things, like, outside of Dietra. Because at the end of the day, like, uh, Dietra and, like, one other project that I had before, Dietra, uh, they were my first taste of, like, making music and i think pete understands that and understands that i am still uh an artist that is um he he, i think that he wants me to experience things outside which is beautiful that i have like their support in many ways you know i don't feel like they feel upset with me no if i want to do things outside of them which is great like at the end of the day like i i really do have like an amazing support system with them good with good. It. i think the nurturing for me i think the nurturing your talent because when i seen you guys perform i think that believe it or not now that you're at the d tree you become a thing you've become a look you become a brand so when people go to see you, they want to see uh the pretty boy in the harness and they want to see that and sometimes you don't feel like being that bitch Sometimes you might want to wear an ugly jacket and sit down at the piano and sing something. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> and people, have, don't like, want, people, different... people, people don't want to see that because mm-hmm. when you're younger, you're pounding so hard. And every time I've seen the band has been that. So, But I will say that the new project yeah. is is parts of Dietra, which is no, interesting. It's always going to be that. It's yeah. always, it's, it's the same thing when you, from using this in return, it's like when you see Freddie Mercury in a, a full suit singing Who Wants to Live Forever is still queen because it's still grand. It's still that. Yeah. But it's a different aspect than just going to see somebody. It's like how Elton John, when Elton John started, Elton John had to not bring it down, but he had to smoothly go into something else because people want to see the feathers and all of that. It's like, I can do that. That's yeah. that's a part of me. Yeah. But this is it's also a part of me. me. Yeah. You know? That's the thing that like yeah. I'm, I... I 
I am trying to understand about myself or like appreciating about myself at this point yeah. in my life is like these different parts of myself. Right. Do and I that they're all me. What should happen to a song? Do we have time for me to do a we song? Do? Absolutely, but I, I did want to ask you. So you, you've um, obviously written songs from your personal perspective and everything. Have you written songs for other people? Absolutely. And how, how? what is it like writing songs for other people? Because this is like, is that still like, are you still putting your emotion into that song yeah. for this other person? I mean, to if, I write a, if I write about other people, if mm. I Wait, are you writing? Are you saying writing songs for other people? I've to always sing? wondered, like, yeah, like even like with Diane Warren, like, how do you write songs for another person? You just put your yeah. emotion, whatever you're feeling, into that song, well, yeah. and then give it to another person. With her, what she did was she wrote a song, and then it just fell upon the person she wanted it to fall upon because mm -hmm. he had to be someone who knew right. how to interpret that song. Right, but right. that's a different power to have. Versus, right, right, right. Yeah. Right now, people write songs. How do you, for how do, you do that? As like someone who's not just a songwriter but a, a singer as well, and who forms a lot of his you know own songs that you that uh, you've written the way that i'm interpreting this question is is writing songs that are outside of myself that aren't necessarily about my me and my life yeah. um i've written songs especially on uh teacher's album i could think the first song that comes to mind is dirty river mm, okay which is a song about a family member of mine um who i witnessed going through an abusive uh, relationship dirty river i love that mm -hmm. title and and it was it's a song that's very personal to me mm -hmm. but it's speaking from my ideas of what it must have been like to be her yeah yeah um and i it, it was it was easy for me to write because i love this person that i wrote right. the song about um, but I see what you're saying in regards yeah. to like writing a song for someone else. Yeah. There have been moments where P and I have like been jamming mm -hmm. and we like listen back and we're like, that's not our song. Yeah. That could be for someone else. Like gotcha. those things happen. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Those but things definitely happen. Have you ever written a song that from a personal perspective that was then given to someone else? Not yet. Okay. But I would okay. love to. Okay. Like Pete and I have talked about like publishing like and, and getting our stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would, I would love. And I did not ask you that question for my sister. No, I'm, <laughs> for my sister. No, I would love to write. Uh, I mean, at mm. the end of the day, I said this. I am first and foremost a songwriter, and mm. and I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, I can't be on. A, I'm not going to be on a stage. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be on a stage actually at like 40, 45. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you will be. I mean, some girls aren't. I'm just but. saying. <laughs> literally pulled my back out at my last gig while arching it and i was just like oh, oh my back is like you're not gonna, gonna be performing you're not gonna be doing that but you will be performing you'll still put on a show <laughs> welcome come to cabaret girl come to the cabaret world honey <laughs> no no no. you'll still be performing you just won't be doing all like you know paula yeah. and jenna don't do I mean, all of what paula yeah. and jenna used to do even Madonna's just like, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of it then sit in this chair yeah. over here. No, honey, you know, literally. She had a whole tour of sitting in chairs, girl. Madonna <laughs> last still, tour. And still put on shows. Because yeah. just like you've, you're, you become a seasoned performer, you know, you become confident in what you do. Yeah. You I always what say you can this. And, can't do, and you still give it your all. It's yeah. the danger when you're, when you are a performer, it becomes dangerous. It's, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you don't, for lack of a better term, have talent. Mm -hmm. Then you turn to, no shame, mother, I love you, you're my girl. Jennifer Lopez, who has to do all those things at 50, is just like, girl, because the, the core was not strong enough. It, it's, it's tougher for people that are like show, show yeah. people. Like you have dancers, to show, but yeah. you know what? You're trying, you're smart. You're trying to go into more of the singer thing. So when you do a show, if you're singing at 45, 
and you do something that's crazy, it's a treat. A 41. Mm-hmm. You know, stop. You're yeah. going to stop this bitch. <laughs> 31. So before we um, get you to play a song or two for us, uh, tell us your social media and everything. Where can people find you? Uh, you could find me on Richie B uh, with two E's. R-I-C-H-I-E-B-E-E music. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could find uh, the band on Detra Official, which is D-E-I-T-R-E Official. S- Yes. And this is across social platforms, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, all those things. Right. Richie yeah. B. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, okay, we're going to get you to play a song. Are you going to tell us which songs you're going to play or are you just going to? I could, I, could t- I could talk about it. Ooh. Yeah. Give us a little background on, on your so, music. Hey, guitar. Yeah, this is. Do you need a plug in so or my, are you good to go? So I actually broke my guitar. Oh, what'd you do? Hold man. on. I'm going well, to put my mic on this. I'm talking out of my ass. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, a string that. actually uh, broke oh, on no. one of my guitars. Not this one. Uh, this was this guitar that my roommate found on the side of the street, which is pretty badass. <laughs> See, what you get and it me? works pretty well. <laughs> the bridge is kind of broken, but like it's fine. That should have been Micah's guitar, we're do- but you know, you we're know. doing great things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see how well this goes. I'm kind of nervous. She's actually using hers. So. Can I do two songs? Do I have time? Absolutely. To do two songs? I think that we too have much? time. Yeah, we have ten minutes left for the show. Yeah, you got time. We have two minutes on the on the show. No, no, we got tw- tw- ten minutes on the show. Oh, okay, got time. beautiful. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, this is uh, "Call You Mine," and the song was inspired by a punk show that I saw actually at Our Wicked Lady. Uh, yeah, it's about wanting to be with someone who um, stimulates your mind, mm. but also turns you on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Just a pinch more, I want to really taste your twisted love. Trip my heart down to the bone Watch me bleed out on your floor Treat my body right Fuck my brains, fuck my mind Twists and turns will do you right Strip and cease it all in time Can I call you mine? Sandy shivers down my spine I take a deep breath I let you inside Time for you to make a decision. Come on, boy, you got the invitation. No, 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 Treat my body right. Fuck my brains. Fuck my mind. Swiss and tons will do you right. Trip and seize it all in time. Can I call you mine? 
This next song is softer. I'm that was fantastic. Away, You're I, not going to resolve <laughs> the key. Thank you. That's what I meant to do, but it was ugly. So I got upset about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this song was about someone that broke my heart. Oh. Um, this was about someone that I was falling for that uh, I realized w- wasn't feeling the same way. Mm. This is when things started to turn. This is like we were happy, but then like, mm. oh, I'm seeing you. Yeah. I'm seeing things change. I know that. Across the line Now I write it on paper to pass the time Of all the stories I made up that he was mine I pray that I don't forget them when I close my eyes My baby's losing grip, oh no, oh no, oh tight, I think he's gonna slip, my baby's losing grip, oh no, it's all my fault. I chose to give him the love that he just lost But given all that you made of comes at a cost Now I sip on that cheap shit to fill me up Just fill me up, oh no, oh no He's gonna slip my baby's losing grip Oh no Oh no Oh tight I think he's gonna slip my baby's losing grip Oh no We are moving into our second hour here. This is the final episode of the year. Chris A. The Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And we'll be right back. 
after this promo, y'all. So stay tuned. I was like, she don't came up. Look at her. Mm-hmm. Look at merch. God. Getting merch. <laughs> I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something. Huh? Mm-hmm. He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I see what you did there. You see what I did there? And I appreciate it. It's amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Quirks of the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they do need to calm down. They're doing the most. All right. What is happening? Mm. What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, no, nah, this is my good Judy. This what the fuck you mean? Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the messy hour right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Hey y'all, welcome back. We're State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Second hour. Woo-hoo. The alleged messy hour. But allegedly. Allegedly, reportedly, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna change that for 2020. Ah, uh, my goodness. Yes. Yes, eventually. It won't be at the beginning of 2020. I can tell you that now. Uh, yeah, I can't tell you that now. Well, we kept saying it, and it just it became a thing, and you know how much I hate that, because it just, I like the randomness of it. And you know what's so funny? We actually have, we've only had, like, maybe mm, six weeks for messy hours this year. The thing about it is I feel like we've had more messy hours in 2018. <laughs> we did. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a messy, messy hour this yeah, year. Because we got, became self-conscious about it, like, ugh. Now it's a thing. And we stopped drinking tequila. That helped. <laughs> I'm sorry. You all had messy hours. But we stopped drinking tequila. <laughs> We've had messy I mean, shots. the rosé comes about, and you're just like, well, shit. You're just, you're, you're just rosé, and y'all, I don't know what the fuck that is. It makes no sense to me. Rosé? First shot of year? Yes. yes. No. Well, no. Maybe. <laughs> Either, <laughs> hey, you got to give a girl either rosé or tequila. I'll go to the, next I'll go, week. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I, am, I am okay with tequila, because wait. with tequila... Like you guys get drunk and you're fun and you're messing. With Rose, y'all just get real terrible. I mean I don't recall. Yeah. No I don't remind you, don't worry about it. There's no clips of that. Oh, there, there's <laughs> clips. Oh no, where there's clips. I have it on my phone. You oh, know, no. I keep the receipt. Oh no. Don't worry, girl. I got video too. Oh, you shit. wanna see? Oh, I have video too, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No of me. Oh, yeah, we're we're video moving on, moving on. So Dude. we're gonna get into uh, our our throwback track. Hush, tip, float. We're gonna get into our throwback track. This is Kesha TikTok. Oh. Now I picked this song because you know it's not only the end of 2019 but the end of a decade. And Kesha actually had the very first number one hit of the 2010s. And so, oh really? Yes, yes. Kesha TikTok. And so, wow, really? Play that. We'll be right back in a moment. You're listening to Chris State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn, y'all. Yes. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, Grab my glasses. I'm out the door. I'm going to hit this city. Let's Before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Because when I leave for the night, I 
ain't coming back I'm talking pedicure on our toes Toes, trying on all our clothes Clothes, boys blowing up our phones Phones, drop top and playing our favorite CDs Pulling up to the parties Trying to get a little bit tipsy Don't stop making pop DJ They got me here, honey. Wow. Yeah. What's my name again? They got me here for the posing during the hour. You have a lot of names, bitch, as you know. But anyway, I have a lot of faces, too. <laughs> I'm glad to be on your show. We're going to recap um, another one of, uh, our, of our amazing interviews from the year. Thomas Mars. Mm-mm. Yes. He's a very, very talented artist. Came on our show in mm-hmm. early December. And we're just going to talk about the fact that he got Sadie together. Yes, he did. Ed. And so, Sadie, do you want to tell us how Miss Thomas Morris got you together before we go into... She didn't get them together. I just, I had had an edible the night before and I was not in my right mind and I just wasn't ready for what I wasn't ready for. You wasn't ready. That's the best I wasn't ready. You wasn't ready. I wasn't ready because you know what? 
I know those two things have been partners since the beginning of time, mm -hmm. and they have, you know, put a lot of girls in the underground, six feet under. Mm -hmm. But I never. They have. They have, they have. lots of girls. They have lots of girls. Nasty that girls. combination with that combination of half put girls in the ground. Um, so that that is being used for art. I didn't. I wasn't ready. I just right, was. Right. I was just like. And uh, my dear friend, uh, uh, Nika Nederson, mm. didn't warn me that's what was happening. By the way, I told uh, Miss Scales. Yeah. She said, well, he's just nasty. <laughs> it's, nasty. it's nasty. It's fucking nasty, right, bitch? Uh -huh. <laughs> we're not going to say what it is, but when you listen to an interview, you're going to hear what it is. Right, right. I just was yeah. not ready. Because it, it, it takes a lot to, to have me go three words. I'm sorry, what? But when I say I'm sorry, what? Literally, I'm just turning my corner, and I was not ready. I was just like, "Oh my God!" This, I, I left home. She could have said, "Girl, I was fucked in the corner. This happened. My mama had a penis, and I put babies out her penis." I was ready for all of that, but mm -hmm. what happened last week? I was just like, "I'm sorry, what?" Right. right. Well, a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. No, last week. It was a few weeks ago. Uh, it was a few weeks ago. Oh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not used to. I'm not used to this pre-record thing. <laughs> I've never been invited okay, to do right. one. That's why. Mm -hmm. Girl, you have been. But anyways, yeah, Micah, no. she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. She getting like that. Yeah. So we're gonna get into that clip of Thomas Mars, an amazing artist. And so you're gonna see what you know, or hear more, or uh, more so what Sadie was talking about. A so release. <laughs> <laughs> Release sure, me. sure. So we're gonna get into that clip. You're listening to Chris State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we'll be right back. So, Thomas. Hi. Hi. Tell us about yourself. Well, what do you want to know? Oh, well, okay. So, uh, well, <clears throat> well, Thomas is an artist. Tell us about like. Well, so I met you three, no, three years ago, two years ago. You have a weird concept of time. It was probably like. A year and a half ago. Shut the fuck up. Was it really? You <laughs> yeah. Out? You better read. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It feels like it feels like forever though. Yeah, it does feel like forever. Yeah. I mean, that's, we were like just bonded like that. We're like mm -hmm. we're golden like that. We are golden. So, and you have in you you were involved in an art project where you are actually explain well, explain our circumstances for how we met. Yes. So, uh, what. I'm trying to think if I want to do the long story, the medium story, or the short story. Yeah. Let's go with the medium. Okay, medium's good. Um, so I've been uh, I've been I've been living in New York for seven years. Um, I uh, exhibited a, a series in 2016, which was very introspective, and very much all about me and you know emotions and feelings, whatever, right? And then I wanted to branch out, uh, so I started working on a project which was based around the. Uh, FDA blood regulations on queer people, right? So, um, all of us in this room would not allowed to be uh, would not be able to donate blood um, based on our uh, lifestyle mm -hmm. and sexuality. Um, so, I was working on a project uh, which kind of slowly evolved into this series called Sad Boys, and um, uh, essentially, it's a series of ninety nine paintings, nine by twelve inches. Each one is a cum shot from an individual person mm -hmm. um, that has been colored in with blood, which is from me. Uh, so it's designed to be like a collaborative uh, project. Uh, every, single, every single piece is different. Every single piece means something different to the individual. And it's more about the collective story rather than just my own. Mm. Um, and that's how I met you. I asked you to participate. Yes. And you said yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the rest is history. I'm, I'm so. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I got I to go back. Okay, rewind a little bit here. So, I just have two questions. All right. So, the series was called um, the ex- exhibition. Sad Boys. Sad Boys? Mm-hmm. So, so, there was a picture taken of people, like, during orgasm or something? No, it's not a picture. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a painting, right? So, yeah. someone who is participating, right, mm-hmm. uh, they shoot onto what you know they come onto a piece of paper that's lying flat it's a watercolor paper yeah and then when it's wet i use a little paintbrush and i use blood which i had drawn from my body and i color it in let me show you so pretty much you're telling me there's a painting with your blood and mike has come on it yes it exists (laughs) sounds like the antichrist to me no, no, no. I mean, no, no. This, 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 no, no, this is not that. This, this is, I'm joking. I, 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 I don't know. I don't. This is, this is, baby. Mm. I, yeah. oh. I should have brought it in with me. Uh, oh. No. <laughs> I just, the whole, my head is just now like, oh my God. She is, what is my sister? Something. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. It's some great work. I mean, I, I know, like it's like you can like, oh, well, you ready. Know, like you've done the couples, you? and like you've done like. Well, not not really. It's it's mostly just individuals. Um, I started it actually about two years ago. Um, takes a lot of work because when I first started it, I had the idea. It was kind of based on Jackson Pollock. Anyone who Jackson Pollock is, paint splatters, and uh, I'm not going to go into the full picture, but I I got the inspiration from seeing a cum shot, and I thought, oh, that looks like Jackson Pollock. Um, so I wanted to queerify that, um, and that's kind of where I got the idea from. Um, Actually, I live. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I think also, like, you know, since World AIDS Day, like, literally was just last week, I mean, I think it's, like, really fitting that, like, you know, we still have these these regulations where, like, even now, we can donate blood if you've had sex for a year, Yeah, which is ridiculous. And, and a lot of people think that those regulations were lifted. Uh, because they were changed in 2015. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were changed in 2015. So they changed from a lifetime ban to a 12-month. Uh, so you have to be uh, celibate mm-hmm. or at least not have any kind of sexual contact with a man in the last 12 months. And, I mean, how many people do you know that are going to, A, do that so they can donate blood, mm-hmm. and B, um, I mean, how many people do you know that are celibate for 12 months? Duran? <laughs> Well, and oh, and, 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 and that's not, and I'm not, not now. And, and the point is not to, you know, it, it's really just, there's no, it, there's no, in my opinion, there's no reason why it should exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's astounding how, so, how many people or including people in the medical industry are not aware of it. Mm, really? Astounding. Yeah. Like my doctor, I, well, I don't go to there anymore, but I, I used to go to Aperture, mm-hmm. which is primarily serves uh, you know, LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Uh, my doctor wasn't even aware of it. Um, wow. And, and the, the overarching theme is of the, the project is to like reclaim these two bodily fluids that are so associated with death, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I get it. And, get and turn it. it into something that's like celebratory and like a cum shot is like a moment of joy, right? right? But when you look at it out of context, it looks like a blood splatter. So it looks like some kind of horrible situation mm-hmm. has happened, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's yeah. so fascinating. I mean, and even that too, like, I mean, like, the associated with, like, for, for queer men, it's like, it's death, but, like, those things are required for life. Like, exactly. Blood is life-giving. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that it's not to say that we all want to race out and donate blood and, you know, because I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, people who go out and donate blood, they put it on Instagram. It's all very, mm. like, for lack of a better word, like masturbatory. Like, look how much of a great person I am. And that's not the point. It's not that we want to go out and, like, race out and donate blood and save lives and feel really great about ourselves. It's that, um, you know, we this this regulation continues to reinforce stigma mm -hmm. around our community, regardless of um, what our status is. Um, and, and yeah. Wow. That's great. Do you have any questions? I do not. Oh, you don't? He, he asked I'm... his two questions already. So. <laughs> I want to ask my two questions. I'm just so, taking it all in, just yeah. listening. Like, you know. What other um, work are you um, working on? What other art are you working on? Any other projects? And do these projects tie into, like, you know, any, like, social political moments that are happening right now? So the previous project I worked on, which was more of a performance piece slash photo series, was... Uh, was uh, had a similar premise, um, which is the little patch that you see here. Um, mm. But the next project I want to work on is a little bit more introspective, uh, but I, I've written the treatment for it. I've, I've kind of had it written somewhere in a diary in my computer for the last like a couple of years, but I haven't begun working on it because I want to finish this project. Mm. So I'm planning to get to 99 paintings. I'm at 66 right now. Okay. Um, I'm planning to exhibit them as a entire in their entirety in May or June still trying to work out the logistics of that but um, I am going to be showing them uh, at, a, at a space in Lower East Side next year really excited about that but the next project I want to work on is um, uh, is is uh, like sculptural so I want to start doing some sculptural stuff um, and uh, I did a series of uh, poetry reading a few years ago where I was reciting um, a very specific poem which which kind of finds me in my life in in different periods and I was I did six different recordings of it under the influence of one I was tripping on acid and the other series I was um, in the other series of videos I was I'd taken to um, uh, oxycontins oh. so it, it had like the opposite effect and I, sh I exhibited them by like showing them in the gallery space all playing at the same time so it was supposed to be like a four-dimensional experience where you'd go and watch one video and then your attention would be drawn into the other one. So oh, wow. it was just to find the different emotional nuances of the of the poem. I want to recreate that because I did it on a shoestring budget. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the space that I showed it in wasn't kind of the ideal situation, but I, I found myself kind of getting drawn back to that. So I'd like to, I'd like to re-record that again next year. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun to make. That was amazing. It was a lot of fun to make. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Oxy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, one of the videos of that, I, it took me, it's a, it takes about two minutes to recite the poem, and I learned it. It took me like 15 or 16 minutes. Yeah. Wow. It's weird. It's weird watching it back. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So um, you said that you still, you still need like 30, like around 33 more mm -hmm. paintings. Um, if people are interested in working with you, how do they contact you? www.thomasmars.com. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Hey, girls, you gonna you gonna donate? And Do what am I donate? What? <laughs> Just you know, a little cum shot. Oh, girl, you know. And and also you can find me on Instagram at yes. Tmars. Tmars. Yeah. Yes. 
that's easy. Also, like, it's amazing that like you were able to like get that handle. Like, I I downloaded Instagram that's in like nice handle. the early days, like uh, t 2010. Oh wow! So I'm coming out to my. Yeah, it was 2010. I think it was New Year's Eve. Oh shit! Damn. I don't know, but but I but I managed to download it when it was like in its infancy, and I didn't use it for so long, and then, um, so I got lucky with that handle. That's lucky. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh my gosh! Like, I I just think it's so fascinating. Like, cause you know, like, um, so was it two years ago? Was it last year? Like, you like, um, you exhibited some of your paintings, um, at like for Impulse World I did. Day, yeah. World Day event, and it was just. It was just amazing to see all the different pieces like up. Cause, like I think it was like my first time really seeing like so many of the pieces like up in one space. Yeah, that was the first time I exhibited them uh, in public, um, and I was I was pretty nervous about it. I think that uh, talking about your own work is is challenging. I mean, I can talk about other people's work. Mm -hmm. I could write theses on you know whatever, right? But when it comes to my own, it, it I tend to be a little bit more introverted because mm -hmm. um, obviously you're you, you don't want to um, say the wrong thing and then people get the wrong idea of it. Um, but there's a very specific purpose behind it. So I don't want to say like, oh, it's up to your interpretation. That's not really the point, but, um, but it's I was- like, girl, no. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I, I find myself doing that sometimes, mm. um, but um, usually with straight people when they comment yeah. on it. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, when I showed them for World AIDS Day uh, last year and then we did, what was it? it was National like Sexual Health Awareness Day? Oh yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, right. in February. Um, yes, 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 yes. And that was really great as well because I loved the way that it, they were exhibited because the space was designed to look like a New York City loft apartment, mm -hmm. and we exhibited, uh, I think it was nine of them, over the bed, mm -hmm. uh, and that looked really cool. So, uh, but I'm excited to show all of them in the one space, all 99 of them. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of work. That's amazing. Yeah. So, which number am I? Do you remember? I, I could probably figure it out. <laughs> once I hit, once I hit like maybe like thirty, that's when it all started kind of blending into one. But we can, we just have to do some uh, digging back through the archives, and we'll we'll be able to find out which okay. number you are. But but each piece is anonymous, so it's not like when you go to the exhibit, you're gonna say, oh, this is so and so's cum shot or whatever. That's not the point. I think she can. I, I think she just she wants to put that. Put I, I mean, you can. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'll make the joking. I'll make the exception for you. But anyway. Oh, thank you. Uh, but each piece is anonymous. Uh, some people remember which ones theirs are. I remember a lot of them. Um, but um, but yeah, they're all just numbered, like Sad Boy One, Sad Boy Two, whatever. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Mine is my mine is obviously Sad Boy One because you know. Right, you're the first, yeah, right? First. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And for this process, like I think you told me that you actually had to learn how to draw your own blood, right? Yes, I did. Wow. So when I was doing the previous work, I had a doctor teach me. Uh, well, he he would do it for me, but. Um, you know, he was in Bay Ridge. So I had to go all the way, get the train all the way to Bay Ridge, and then take take it home in a little cooler bag. And he had a limited access to supplies. And also, I he didn't, and he shared with me that he didn't really agree with the the um, the concept because he was in the medical profession, and he still thinks that the that blood regulations should exist. So the you know the wow. little little red flag went up in my head. I'm like, let me just like figure out how to do this myself. Yeah. And um and I I asked him if he could teach me. And he did, and uh, it's. I mean, I'm absolutely not advocating for anyone to do it. Uh, the, I'm certainly not the first artist to ever do this. There's a ton of artists who have who use their own blood, um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, like I, I have only had to do it twice. Oh. And okay. people worry about like, oh, it's like dangerous or it's painful, or whatever. It was neither of those things. 
Uh, I think that because you know your own threshold, your pain threshold didn't hurt at all. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't have any, I, I mean, I have more bruises when I go to the fucking doctor and they jab my arm for blood, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but, uh, and it's also a very, very small amount. So the amount of blood they take when, they, when you donate is about a pint and I did like a tenth of that. Oh, yeah. wow. I yeah. had no idea. I mean, if I had like a bunch of funding and, you know, all this kind of stuff, like, yeah, I'd get someone to do it for me. But, right. you know, when you're trying to figure things out for yourself, you got you to gotta just, you got to just do it. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, <clears throat> so, I mean, I know you just told about your, your next project. Like, what, what is your, like, ideal, like, your dream, like, project that you like to do? Like, if money was, like, no object, like, do you have an idea of what that would be? Yeah, it's definitely the next one I want to do. I want to create a series of sculptures of my, like a bust, like of my head, oh. um, concrete, um, and then I want to kind of destroy all of them, right, in the way that like you smash one in and leaves a big gaping hole in the head, and then I want to turn it into a, um, into a planter, and then grow like specific kind of uh, flowers or whatever out of it, and you know all of it goes back to you know childhood trauma and like shit like that um but so that's definitely going to be more of an introspective thing wow. but i've ha had a vision in my head for a long time and uh it's going to be pretty expensive to produce so i'd ideally like to have funding for it or a grant or whatever but i i, I haven't really um spent too much time researching that because i'm trying to focus on this one because i'll get too carried away if i do but uh but yeah i mean i i I wrote down the concept of that a few years ago and I still feel really strongly to it because sometimes you have ideas and then you've revisited it a couple of months later and you think that's terrible, right? Right, 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 right. Uh, but this one, it stuck with me. Um, so that's what I want to do. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, I know there's like obviously the idea of like idea debt, right? Where like, mm -hmm. or, I, does idea debt? Yeah, where like you like hold on to an idea for so long, you're like, is this actually still me after this moment? Like, I mean, that's like I know I struggle with. Where it's mm -hmm. like, I, I, I think I want to do this, but like, does it really make sense? So, I mean, it's it's really cool to hear that you like you know you still have this idea that you like really want to like go with. And yeah, talk about I have to I have to do it by any means necessary, yeah. I guess, that's with, with the exception of like murdering someone. Uh, yeah, can't have that. Nope, nope. nope, nope. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No killeration in the dancery, honey. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, okay. So your social T-Mars at Instagram. So in Thomas, in thomasmars.com, if you want to get in touch with you, if they want to, you know, donate their spunk. Do their thing. Yeah. Or yeah. if they want to exhibit my work, reach oh, out to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that too. That's there's great. that as well. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I'm so excited. Like, I... I I think it's like it's such, it's such a great idea. It's like, as again, as someone who's been denied giving blood and like being told that like, hey, you can't do this because you're gay. Like, I think it's so great that you are doing this. And um, I, and I think you know the other artist, what's his name? Jordan something or other, I forgot his Jordan name. Eagle. Yes, that's the yeah. one. He also does like blood work too. So I yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of his work. I've met him once, he's mm -hmm. lovely. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he his concept is very, very similar to mine. Mm -hmm. uh, very different executions, but he's excellent. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, you should check him out as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I just, I just, it's just, it's just so fascinating. Like something that's like so life giving, and mm -hmm. but like, yeah. you know, it has such a negative connotation. If you're and also like so many people who have participated have shared experiences how traumatic it was going to school and having the blood drive come and then getting turned away or having oh, to like lie about your sexuality. You know, so there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I remember like even the stories of like straight people. Like you know, obviously you learn a lot to go, and it's just like, but you 
you do drugs. Like I like you shouldn't be giving blood. Like that's right. not okay. Like, yeah. But yeah. I'm being denied because I suck dick one time. Right? Like yeah. well one time. <laughs> girl. I mean one time yesterday. <laughs> I mean well, you know. Anyway, thank you so much. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Um All right, so it's time for another music break, and this music break is actually going to be dedicated to the top songs of the decade. Now, these are the top three songs, ranked songs on the Billboard Hot 100 of the 2010s. Ranked in number three is Ed Sheeran's Shape of You. Ranked in number two is Party Rock Anthem. And ranked in number one is Mark Rosson and Bruno Mars' Uptown Funk. Now we're going to get into those three songs. We're going to do a countdown style. So we're going to start with Shape of You and then end with Uptown Funk. You're listening to Chris A. The Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And we'll be right back in a moment. Yes. So the bar is where I go mm-hmm. Me and my friends at the table Doing shots, tripping fast And then we talk slow mm-hmm. And you come over and start up a conversation With just me and trust me I'll give it a chance Now take my hand Stop it and the man on the jukebox And then we start to dance And now I'm singing like Girl, you know I want your love Your love was handmade for somebody like me Come on now, follow my lead I may be crazy, don't mind me Say boy, let's not talk too much grab on my waist and put that body on me come on now follow my lead come come on now follow my lead mm-hmm. i'm in love with the shape of you we push and pull like a magnet do although my heart is falling too i'm in love with your body and last night you were in my room and now my bed she smell like you every day discovering something brand new well, i'm in love with your body oh, I- First day, you and me are thrifty, so go all you can eat. Fill up your bag and I fill up the plate. We talk for hours and hours about the sweet and the sour and how your family's doing okay. And leaving, getting a taxi, kissing the backseat, tell the driver, make the radio play. And I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Your love was handmade for somebody like me. Come on now, follow my lead. I may be crazy, don't mind me. Say, boy, let's not talk too much. On my waist and put that body on me. Come on now, follow my lead. Come, come on now, follow my lead. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet do. Although my heart is falling too. I'm in love with your body. Last night you were in my room. And now my bed sheets smell like you. Every day discovering something brand new. Well, I'm in love with your body. Something brand new. I'm in 
love with the shape of you Come on, be my baby, come on 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 I'm in love with the shape of you We push and pull like a magnet Although my heart is falling too I'm in love with your body Last night you were in my room Now my bed sheets smell like you Every day discovering something brand new I'm in love with your body Shuffling. Get up, get down, 
feel something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. I said, Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Come on, dance. Jump on it. If you suck, sad and flown it. If you freak, dead and own it. Don't break about it. Come show me. Come on, dance. Jump on it. If you've said, said, and flown it Well, it's Saturday night and we in the spot Don't believe it, just watch to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Hey, y'all. So we're getting ready to get into our next special clip interview from the late spring a very special guest and friend jada joined us for her 40th birthday and she gave us some words of wisdom so we're going to get into that clip you're listening to chris state of mind here on radio free brooklyn we'll be right back miss jada faye i'm gonna need you to get do you have your drink yes okay so i'm just about getting this microphone come closer to this microphone right over there she got her mic she got her own mic. Oh, she got her own mic? Yes. I have my own microphone. Okay. Oh, okay. So, I have a history. So, I, I'm doing an interview. This is Karma's Corner. I have a, a segment when I host a show called Karma's Corner. And it's when I talk about some old black bitch shit. And there is no older black bitch than my sister that's next to me. Mm. Well, I am the oldest cookie behind Miss Banks. Thank you for... Clarifying, I would very, I would clarify it because I'm about to continue to read you, so I want to make sure that was class clear. <laughs> so, my friend is turning uh, 40 in two days, and oh I wanted to make sure that she had an opportunity because this um, person I have been through hell, high water, pur- purgatory. Oh, yeah, Tartarus with the bitch. <laughs> we ain't never been Tartarus, girl, we never been that low, you know. <laughs> but and it's his birthday. He turns 40, like I said. So introduce the people to yourself. Hello, everyone. I am the one and only Jada Faye Vaughn Taste the Cakes, a.k.a. Snickerdoodles, a.k.a. a.k.a. Alice, Alice Quintessa, Quintessa Walker, a.k.a. Jeremy McCloy, a.k.a. Jada Faye, a.k.a. Because you have so many names. I have a lot of names. So I met JJ in 1997. 
<laughs> Back in 97, hey, 98. I always talk about 97, 98. So they always are like, why are you always talking about fucking 97, 98? So I met, okay, so I started Ohio State in 1996. Yes, she's old. Uh, I was 16 years old, 16, 17, because I was, you know, I was a smart African girl. Yes. Oh, yeah, bitch. Oh, she yes. definitely wasn't fashionable, so she had to do something. How dare you? You were fat with orange hair in the 90s. But orange hair? Orange hair. Wait, which? Uh, Carrot top. The, right. the, 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 the black woman with the orange hair in the 90s, late 90s. What was her name? Jada Fay. Khalees? Other, other than Kena. other, Yeah. No, this was before Kena. This was 96. Oh, Kena. so you paved the way for Look at you. I did. She paved it with Being a lot of people. Being iconic and shit. Well, first of all, the nights were not fashionable, girl, so we're not going to go there. We thought everything was cute, girl. And that's when I hung out white people for that one year, and I had to let them go because they were doing too much. I had one year of white friends. I'm like, eh, this is not going to work for me. They are terrible. So the next, Sometimes <laughs> the next year, in 97, I was in Men's League Club, and this bitch rolled in. I was the only black bitch in Men's League Club. I was my African skin. And for those of you who don't know what that is, I was very much Somalian, realness girl, six-something, six 159 pounds. And this fat bitch rolls up. Hey, how you doing? I said, like, who the fuck are you? I said, I'm the only black bitch in this group, girl. What the fuck you got my up here like that? So we kind of like... Looked at each other in choir, and then we went to the common. Uh, was it Sprouts? We went to the Kennedy Commons. Candy Commons. But where, it was closed. It was closed. So we went to Sprouts, which is the vegetarian place, because there was nowhere to eat. So I was eating by myself, and she came in, and then she sat with me. And she said, "Girl, so she joined me, and we just chatted, and we from that moment, it really just clicked. It clicked, and I met um, my other black friends, and Jada Fay is the." Actually, the person who's actually the original, the person who brings, brought the group together. Mm. Now, I hold the group together, but I did not bring the group together. You are the eggs in the mixture. You know, <laughs> yeah, trust me. The group of people, hang on, she brought the group together. So we met and in 97, we're in choir together, and this bitch was so controversial. One of my favorite moments was... Yes, back in 97. How was that controversial? Girl, in 97, November, so I was in choir. I said, girl, where the fuck is this bitch? I go to her dorm room. I call her on the, the campus phone because we didn't have cell phones at that time. I had to call the campus phone. You had pagers. Yeah, we had pagers, girl. Dealer, but you need, yeah, like, girl, it was a whole different life, trust me. So I walked to the dorm because people were reliable at the time. I walked to her dorm, knocked her dorm. I said, girl, what were you in choir? She has seen our choir director at the local gymnasium. She has seen his dick. She's like, girl, I just couldn't, I just couldn't face him because he was, he was trying to tell it with the girls, trying to have the girls. So I just couldn't come to choir. She didn't come to choir because she has seen the dick of our choir director. Fair. Five yeah, note. So. The dick was grand. The dick girl. It but was grand. About touched it. Now, now, did you just see it or you say you touched it? No, she no, saw I it. Saw it. No, she didn't touch it. Yeah, in the distance. Right. <laughs> now, at the same time, some of both in choir, we stood on different sides of the choir. And because, like, faced each other. they never want us to be together. They never want to put the black people together because they thought we cut up. But <laughs> the bitch was the second tenor on that side. And whatever voice part I was singing at the moment. <laughs> when you met me, I was the first tenor still, or not? Mm-mm. When you, I was second tenor? No, you were a baritone. Oh, I would have been to my second tenor phase, girl. That was, that was tragic. I couldn't do it. So, but anyway, this has been my best friend for you. So tell people about, a little thing about your history. Like, you've been through a lot. Whatever you want to share. You know, you know, as you approach 40, you know, what advice would you give the young queerlings who are listening to you? Keep your credit in order. Yes, God. But anyway, mm-hmm. 
I I'm the son of a preacher man. Um, my dad's a pastor of um, many churches. Very God fearing household that I grew up in, and it was very hard for me to be me, and wherever I could be me, which usually happens to be performing or singing or doing something. That's where I felt the most comfortable. Um, so I grew up in the church choir. Um, I was the choir director for a little bit. Then I went away to college. We all know how that worked out for me. Um, I don't know, I'm just, I'm a big kid at heart. I like to have a good time. And I also don't like to be bothered. Um, I don't Girl. know if that's a good combination. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It, it really it really isn't. Um, you have to catch me. I'm a true Gemini. There are distinctly two. Down. Two of me. There's a, there's a side that likes Micah. <laughs> and the side that didn't really do her all that it's, much. It's right. true. So <laughs> true. So true. Funny enough. She was the one that made her a cookie and named her. Right? Yes. You named me after? Posey McGlenn oh, from McGlenn Golden Girls. From, from the Golden Girls. Yes. Because yeah. I was a bigger hoe than uh, everybody. Yeah. In the <laughs> wow. Mm -mm. So now I was telling Linda he can eat because I turned off his mic. <laughs> so you can eat. Eat your sandwich. But the thing about JJ that, so me and JJ are. Of all the girls, we we are the closest, been the closest of all the girls, and we we have had the most <laughs> situations. We have, um, and I've known her because I've known the bitch for twenty two years. And when you know anyone for twenty two years, it's like you get, I get the maddest at him, but I also am the most understanding of him, uh, and I, I hope fully he reciprocates the same and it feels the same way in that sense but because you get mad at the person you know the longest you know in that sense because you can you can because they understand you mm -hmm. like she can say the nastiest things to me I can say the nastiest things to her but we understand each other I can't say this upon a whole being the friend for four years five years worth because they'd be like girl you know so we've been through a lot together he taught me a lot and JJ taught me how to suck dick in the public restroom and how to titty Vocal titty, how to be tap, tap, tap your foot girl in the public restroom at Ohio State. She taught me how to do it. She's taught me how to do a lot of bad things. Are you things. really telling that yes, story? Yes, I am. Yes. I did my first drug, ecstasy, at 22. I really <laughs> hope my mother is not listening. My mom is. Hey, mom. <laughs> oh, hey, Miss Vanessa. Hey, Miss Vanessa. Yes. <laughs> but, but no, girl, look, this is, this is your turning 40, bitch. You are alive. You are here. Um, I did my first ecstasy with her. She took me to, um, we went to Access Nightclub in Columbus, Ohio, and we took, uh, the first time I did ecstasy was with her. She actually, well, all the people, honestly, I've tried almost every drug, and it's always been around her first. Because I'm a true believer. You try, if you're doing something, you do it around someone that is very, very... Don't say experience. Yeah, someone that's experienced. <laughs> now, someone you trust. Yeah. <laughs> She can be like, girl, you're doing too much. Oh, girl, you're not doing... I mean, we've done some we've done some foul and some crazy stuff that I'm not going to say on the air here. Please but don't. No, girl, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. But, like, one of the best things about JJ as a person is no matter who shows up, and she's right, there's two of her, no matter who shows up, they will be there to party. 
Mm. Now, I just recently, as we've gotten older, you have to know when she walks in the room. Now I know who shows up when to show up. I didn't know who showed up at the time. <laughs> now I'd be like, girl, no, I'm not dealing with her today. <laughs> Take her back to the house <laughs> or bring her back here. So I just want to make sure I celebrated my friend who is turning 40 on June 17th. It's been a long road for her. It has not been the easiest at, at times, and it has not been the easiest for everyone else. But she is standing here at 40 years old, and she is celebrating herself. I just want to make sure that I had her on the show today that I, that I love her. I always will, girl. I love you, too. No matter what happens, you know, I always have uh-huh. loved her. I love everybody I call my friend I love. I love to her fault. Everybody knows that. I, we know, girl, if you need me there, I will be there. Except for you moving from your house. I don't help people move. <laughs> Everyone knows yeah. that. You don't. Yeah. This is no shade, but I got I to gotta pull one T out here. My sister almost got titties at one point. Yes, titties. <laughs> yes, titties. Tell the story. Said, I can't believe you said No, I'm not going to tell the story. About well, just let Jada tell the story if you want. No, no, no. We're not going to tell the story about that. I can tell the story. Yes, yeah, tell the story. Tell yeah, the story. Tell titties. Yeah, it is your birthday show, girl. Yes. Um, I'm not going to mention any names. But I was feeling. It rhymes with Paris. Last name. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Ooh. With an E. Paris. Okay, tell the story. Continue. Tell the story. <laughs> anyway, I was seeing this individual mm-hmm. who had an affinity. For the girls. For the girls. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, no. No, no, not the girls. The dolls. <laughs> the dolls. <laughs> Gotta get it right. The dolls. And he really liked when Jada Faye would come out and play. And she was a, for lack of a better phrase, she was a man-looking bitch. Continue. I have a, a big face. Natalie Cole, honey. <laughs> this will be. Right. Exactly. Never last He called me just the other day. Oh, uh, yes. Happy birthday. Huh. Anyway. He wanted me to get breasts installed. Like how she used to install. As if it's a fucking installation. Poor <laughs> <laughs> car. And I'm like, <laughs> like upholstery? <laughs> it just, I, I couldn't do it. I, I'm six foot six, black as thin. <laughs> and I still like to go home to my parents. They wouldn't let me in the house with some titties. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you keep this segment. This is a great. I'm saying, no, I'm saying we're gonna have to cut this into this individual, uh, oh, individual segment. Oh shit! Wait. Oh. So, y'all, for our next topic, I want to talk about some of our, you know, highlights in 2019, like personal highlights. Mm. So I want to ask you all, like, what are some of your favorite uh, moments that you mm. had this year? We can start with you, Mike. Yeah, like highlights for kids. I love that magazine. Um, I would say one of my biggest highlights would have to be my birthday party at Taco Bell. It was so fun. It was really fun, actually. It was great. Lovely. It was really lovely, actually. I had a great time. Um, yeah, my birthday, too. My 40th birthday party. Yes, 40. Oh, yeah. And... This is no shade. Actually getting over myself mm. and being here for this. Aww. Yeah, I had to get over myself because there was a lot going on for me to get here. Yes, yes. I mean, we we're happy to have you. Jesus brought you through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But just try, try not to be offended about everything. Right. This month, month, month 2019. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's been, you know, just like a lot of like 
for me, like given everything that's been happening, like it's been really nice to like just know that my friends are there. Like one of my favorite things was our road trip. That, that was, was a great road lovely. trip. That was a lovely yeah. trip. I mean, she was sleeping half the trip, so she didn't remember like that's okay. maybe two hours of it. Right, right, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. That's okay. But it was just nice. Yeah, it was good. It was a really, it was a really good trip. Just people and, getting you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, need, sometimes you need to be reminded of the folks around you who get you. Yeah, that's so true. All right, so that's all the time we have for today. That that's it. It's a wrap. That's the last episode of the year. We'll see you all in 2020. Have a happy new year. Bye.